Hello folks and welcome to Fanby Daily for Monday, September 28th, 2020. Hope you all had a great weekend. Mine was pretty good. Fanby Daily takes you through the news and games entertainment in less than 10 minutes. We have some stuff to catch up on from the weekend. I am your host, editor at large for fanby.com, John Warren. Let's go. Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers suggested Monday in an Oakland, California court that the ongoing Apple and Epic legal spat would be best solved in a jury trial. The major hearing ended in Judge Rogers suggesting to both parties, legal counsel, that a jury trial would get the most definitive result as a ruling given directly by herself would likely be overturned in appeals court. The most recent point of contention between the sides, of course, is the removal of Fortnite from the App Store. Judge Rogers previously denied Epic's request to be put back into the store, saying that Epic knew full well what it was getting into when it installed a third-party monetization mechanism into Fortnite. On the flip side, Judge Rogers denied Apple's plan to stop support for all Epic products on the store, saying it would be punitive to many other creators to do so. Epic's legal team said if Judge Rogers doesn't rule to put Fortnite back on the App Store, they would need the case to go to trial as soon as possible. In a related story, Google is apparently going to make it easier for third parties to put app stores on Android devices sometime next year with the Android 12 operating system, according to a blog post written by Vice President Samir Samat. The Google Play Store operates similarly to Apple's App Store, taking as much as 30% of payments through their infrastructure. Google's rules are a bit more lax than Apple's in this regard, but Samat made it clear that next year's updates will tighten those restrictions. However, it appears that the ability to put outside app stores on your devices will get easier, so it seems Google has a solution in mind to help those who don't wish to go through official Google channels. Los Angeles Comic-Con has announced that it plans on holding its December event in a physical form at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Past sales will go live on Tuesday for the event, which now takes place from December 11th to 13th. General Manager of the event, Kristen Mullen, uh, told the Los Angeles Daily News that, quote, We all yearn for just a little bit of normality to reclaim some aspects of our lives pre-COVID, end quote. As for some precautions the event plans to take, the entire convention center will be rented out, which is double the normal space the conference usually takes. This will allow for booths and events to be more spread out. The organizers will allow less than half the normal amount of tickets to see single sessions than ever before. There will also be a streamed digital component for those who still don't feel safe. I have to editorialize here for a second. I think all of us do indeed yearn for normality but putting thousands of people in the LA Convention Center during flu season is a problem hugely exacerbated by the ongoing, still mostly out-of-control pandemic. The organizers will decide closer to the event if it can indeed still happen physically. If not, they plan on issuing refunds. Digital Foundry on Monday released a half-hour look at the backward compatibility of the Xbox Series X. I highly recommend the full video if you're curious, but the console showed off some impressive frame rate and GPU performance on games like Hitman 2, Monster Hunter World, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice when compared to Xbox One X on both high-performance and high-res modes. Small graphical upgrades are clear, but where the backward compatibility really excels is frame rate. Almost all of the games from Xbox Series X 
or locked into 60 FPS with no discernible drops, where the Xbox One X optimized games often dip between the 30 to 40 range in particularly busy areas like dense foliage in Sekiro or a heavily populated area in Hitman. Perhaps the most impressive showcase was, of all things, Dead or Alive 6, which suffered greatly from freight rate frame rate issues on Xbox One X, never really achieving more than 40 FP, uh, even in pretty basic environments. Having a fighting game locked at 60 FPS is a pretty stark difference than a game that dips. Uh, DF uh, moved into showing Xbox 360 games like Grand Theft Auto 4, which was also locked at 60 FPS and generally looked better thanks to auto HDR. In terms of loading, DF was able to load a save in Final Fantasy XV in roughly 10 seconds, where the Xbox One X took about a minute. Similarly, the quick resume function showed how quickly players can bounce between cached games. DF moved from Call of Duty to Doom Eternal in about 12 seconds. This might have been overall the best showcase of what, the, uh, what an upgrade this system is, even without any native Xbox Series games to show. Think of it as getting a fancy new PC and cranking up all the settings on your existing games, but for less than it would cost to grab a new GPU and RAM. Pretty cool. Speaking of Xbox Series X, one of the console's launch titles is Yakuza Like a Dragon. If you recall, its release date got bumped up a bit to fit the console launch on November 10th. For those who aren't getting an Xbox Series right when they come out, but still want to play the new Yakuza game on their Xbox One, uh, you can upgrade the X to the Xbox Series version for free. This even extends to the physical version of the game. We did get some details about the PlayStation 5 version, which apparently won't be out for months after that November 10th date. You'll still be be able to play the PlayStation 4 version of the game on your PlayStation 5, but you won't get those fancy next-gen upgrades quite yet. Uh, the same free upgrade plan is available for uh, folks that love Sony uh, consoles, but the physical upgrade will not come with transferable saves, so keep that in mind. Uh, two quick hits from the weekend. Ex-Blizzard CEO Mike Morheim's uh, new venture is a publishing house called Dreamhaven, which he started with his wife, Amy. The company contains two studios, Secret Door and Moonshot Games. The company's mission is to focus on diversity, inclusivity, and positivity with its games. They're hiring now and currently have about 26 folks under their umbrella. Finally, uh, Nintendo showed off some new footage of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, showcasing Impa from Breath of the Wild as a playable character. In this game, which again takes place 100 years before the events of that game, Impa can create shadow versions of herself and do all sorts of cool ninja stuff. A far cry from sitting in a beautiful house in Kakariko Village guarding an orb, telling Link to go take photos of stuff. I've never played one of these games, but I am tempted. Uh, that is it for Fanby Daily. Check back again with us tomorrow. In the meantime, please go to podcastnet.org and listen to all of our great podcasts like West Coast Office Hours, Spawn on Me with Khalif Adams, and a great review of the TurboGrafx-16 Mini over on the FanWidth feed. Thank you so much for hanging out, and I will see you all tomorrow.